0: k
1: News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Authorities to stop recognising more than 20,000 vaccine pass exemption certificates issued without medical consultations in two weeks' time. The chief executive warns people not to disrespect the Covid rules and a man who encouraged his parents to plunge to their deaths is sent to jail. The government has announced that it will stop recognising more than 20,000 vaccination pass exemption certificates issued by seven private doctors on October the 12th. They are accused of issuing the documents without holding medical consultations. Mike Weeks reports. The authorities said e-health records show that the certificates issued by the seven private doctors account for more than half of all the vaccine pass exemptions currently in circulation. Patients who hold them are urged to consult other medical practitioners. Six of the doctors have been arrested, while a seventh is wanted by the police. One who works at a clinic on Lychikok Road was detained today. The 65-year-old is alleged to have issued 3,196 exemption certificates from February to May. Health officials have reported 3,667 COVID infections, including 193 imported cases. More than 1,900 COVID patients are being treated in hospital, 13 of them in intensive care. Officials said six more patients with COVID had died. Chief Executive John Lee says health officials will monitor whether or not the easing of rules for inbound travellers leads to a rebound in COVID cases. Speaking ahead of his weekly Executive Council meeting, Mr Lee said scrapping hotel quarantine was a big change and it had to be dealt with carefully. He also warned against disregarding the COVID rules. We have to condemn this non-compliance because it affects every one of us. It affects my plan of looking at possible new areas where we can allow more free activities. We have to monitor
0: the situation, be pragmatic, be careful, so that there will
1: not be a rebound of cases which will destroy all the pathway to maximizing activities in society. At least one person has died in a five-vehicle crash in Tong, leaving five others injured. A 65-year-old male pedestrian was sent to the United Hospital where he was pronounced dead. The police said they received a report of the accident at around 9pm when a truck crashed into the metal gate of a bank. The back of a minibus was also severely damaged. Officers said the drivers of the minibus and the truck, as well as three passengers in the truck, were injured. The High Court has jailed a man for five and a half years after he admitted to aiding and abetting the suicides of his parents in February last year. The court heard that the 43-year-old defendant, Lao Ka Wai, had been addicted to gambling and was debt-ridden for years. His parents had sold their flat and borrowed from others to help him pay off the debt. The three of them decided to end their lives together, but Lau changed his mind after his parents plunged to their deaths from the top of a building in Yunlong. Hong Kong Science and Technology Park says it's done its best to help a recycling firm which is set to lose its factory at a Yunlong industrial estate that's being developed into a high-tech park. Mill Mill, Hong Kong's only beverage carton recycling company, signed a three-year lease in January 2019 and was later given a one-year extension. But it's been told to leave by the end of the year, and says it doesn't know if it can find anywhere suitable for a new factory. Albert Wong is the CEO of Hong Kong Science and Technology Parks. We need to balance between different kinds of sectors, stakeholders, including development of the InnoPark, which is a long-term development plan for Hong Kong, which is a very important part of the whole development of Hong Kong, and that is why we work with the Environmental Bureau, together with Innovation Technology Industrial Bureau, to make it. A good future for Hong Kong, including Wintech. But Mill Mills founder Harold Yip told a news conference that Science and Technology Parks had told him they could rent the site for six years. Mr. Yip says he couldn't understand why his firm was suddenly being forced out when the landlord didn't even have a timetable for developing the high-tech park. To the weather forecast, it'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers. Sunny intervals tomorrow with temperatures in the region of 27 to 31 degrees and moderate to fresh easterly winds strong offshore at first. The outlook, sunny intervals and a few showers in the following few days. Currently the observatory, the temperature is 29 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity now stands at 74% and please be advised... That the strong monsoon signal is currently in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. The police say they've arrested two men on suspicion of doing an act or acts with seditious intention. They allege that the men, aged 18 and 29, published social media posts to spread messages to promote feelings of ill will and enmity, enmity between different classes of the population and incite the use of violence. They added that they've seen some electronic communication devices from the men's homes. Overseas, thousands of people, including dozens of world leaders, have attended the state funeral of the former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, who was shot dead in July. Mr Abe's widow carried his ashes into the Budokan arena in Tokyo as a 19-gun salute sounded. The Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, paid this tribute to Mr Abe.
0: There has been much that has been said in honor of his role of leadership to Japan, but also to the United States. Uh, it was he who coined the term of free and, 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 and open Indo-Pacific. And as a member of the Indo-Pacific region, as America, we cherish those principles and we stand by them.
1: The Philippines says it will stop the operation of offshore gambling firms and deport about 40,000 Chinese nationals who work in the, the industry. The announcement affects nearly 200 companies. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Manila. Police in the Philippines
0: claim that most kidnapping cases in the country took place in areas where offshore gaming operators and casinos were located and most of the victims were Chinese nationals. Officers have been ordered by the Justice Ministry to carry out surveillance on sites. The sector emerged in the country in 2016 and grew quickly as operators capitalised on liberal gaming laws to target customers in China where gambling is banned.
1: A major Baltic pipeline, Nord Stream 1, has been hit by leaks at two points a day after a similar leak affected its sister pipeline. Neither is currently in operation. Danish officials say such leaks are extremely rare. The latest incidents coincide with the inauguration of a key pipeline taking gas from Norway to Poland. Poland's Prime Minister, Mateusz Morawiecki, suggested the Nord Stream leaks were suspicious. Today, we Today we are facing an act of sabotage. We don't know the details of what happened, but we know sabotage took place, which probably means another step in the escalation of the war in Ukraine. Voting has been taking place for a final day in widely discredited referendums organized by Russia in four regions of Ukraine. Western countries have condemned the hastily arranged votes as a sham. They view them as a precursor to the Russian annexation of Ukrainian territory. President Volodymyr Zelensky said the world would give a tough response to any Russian action on the basis of the referendums. Lesia Vasilenko is a member of the Ukrainian parliament. The
0: people who are held at gunpoint or under threat admitted to their members of their families, they are forced to put ticks in boxes which have statements which they do not agree with. And not being able to do anything at this point in time because these territories are occupied by Russia because these territories are essentially under, under gun control of the Russian military.
1: The president of Kazakhstan, Kasim jomart Tokayev, has said his country has to ensure the safety of large numbers of Russians who've crossed the border in recent days. The influx follows the announcement last week by President Vladimir Putin of the mobilisation of hundreds of thousands of men to fight in Ukraine. The BBC's Danny Eberhard reports. Kazakhstan's interior ministry says 98,000 Russians have crossed the border since the mobilisation announcement. President Tokayev said the situation was difficult but wasn't a crisis. He's described it as a humanitarian issue promising to take care of Russians who he said were fleeing a hopeless situation. His comments are unlikely to go down well with President Putin, who stepped in with troops earlier this year to help prop up Mr. Tokayev's government at a time of serious unrest. Mr. Tokayev opposes Russia's war in Ukraine. Protests in Iran demanding greater personal rights and freedom are continuing for a twelfth day, despite efforts by the authorities to stop them. An Iranian human rights group based outside the country says at least 76 demonstrators have so far been killed. The BBC's Kazran Aji has this report. There are signs that widespread protests throughout the country
0: has stretched the security forces to the limit. The head of the judiciary is seen on one video on social media speaking on the phone saying the riot police have not had much sleep night after night. There are also reports of serious doubts about the security forces about engaging with the protesters. On one video, the commander of the riot police in the capital is telling his men to fight the
1: protesters just as the Iranians fought the invading Iraqi forces in the 1980s war. A study says more than a 1,000 species of palm trees are at risk of extinction. Scientists at the Royal Botanic Gardens at Kew in London used artificial intelligence to assess risks to the entire palm family, from tall trees to climbing plants. The study has designated priority regions for their conservation, including Madagascar, New Guinea, the Philippines, Hawaii and Borneo. Dr Stephen Bachman is the lead researcher.
0: So the study reveals that we can utilise technology like artificial intelligence and machine learning to estimate extinction risk of plants in particular palms and we use that data to estimate that just over 50 percent of palms are threatened with extinction that's really important because these species have a particular role in ecosystems and they're
1: extremely useful to people NASA scientists have deliberately crashed a spacecraft into a small asteroid, aiming to push it off course. The DART mission is the first test of a technique which could one day be used to defend Earth from a hazardous approaching asteroid. The BBC's Rebecca Morell explains.
0: The collision took place 11 million kilometres away, with cameras on board the spacecraft beaming images back to Earth. The asteroid, which is called Dimorphos, at first appeared as a speck of light. Then the rocky world grew ever larger as the spacecraft closed in. Finally, the feed was lost entirely as a probe smashed into the surface and was destroyed. This impact should change the speed of the asteroid by just a fraction, less than a millimetre per second. But over time, this should be enough to alter its orbit. And the team will now use telescopes here on Earth to establish whether this is the case.
1: One of the mission's engineers, Dr. Eleanor Adams, described how she felt as she watched the collision.
0: Terror and joy at the same time, because we we saw that we were going to impact. We, this asteroid was coming into the field of view for the first time. We really had no idea what to expect. We didn't really know the shape of the asteroid, but we knew we were going to hit. So I think all of us were kind of holding our breath. I'm kind of surprised none of us
1: passed out, actually. (laughs) Today's big business story, Britain's finance minister Kwasi Kwarteng is under renewed pressure to restore investors' confidence and soothe their fears about the country's financial stability after a fall in the value of the pound. From Singapore, here's the BBC's Suranjana Tiwari.
0: The financial world has been watching markets in Asia nervously. The pound has steadied, but investors are still on edge about the consequences of the government's tax-cutting mini-budget. Although the measures announced were designed to stimulate growth, the prospect of higher interest rates are still a major concern here, especially after the Bank of England said it wouldn't hesitate to raise rates. Asia continues to have other pressures too. US markets drove Wall Street deeper into a bear market, a prolonged drop in investment prices, amid concerns over a global slowdown.
1: And in sports news, boxing's WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury says he no longer wants to fight Anthony Joshua after a deadline set for his opponent to sign a contract passed yesterday. Joshua was offered the fight after he failed to regain the WBA, WBO and IBF titles from Alexander Usyk last month. This was the message Fury posted on social media. Well, guys, it's official. D-Day has come and gone. It's gone past five o'clock Monday. No contract has been signed. It's officially over for Joshua. He is now out in the cold with the wolf pack. Forget about it. Seven-time world champion Ronnie O'Sullivan has called on the World Snooker Tour to give 5% of its prize money to the women's tour in order to fund its growth. Currently, World Snooker's women's tour is a development tour which doesn't offer enough money for players to earn a professional living. Over the weekend, men's world number one O'Sullivan teamed up with 12-time women's champion Rhianne Evans at a mixed doubles event that was televised for the first time in 31 years. I don't know why they don't just take five percent of the prize when it's on the men's game and just give it for the ladies tour, you know, and there's enough tables and enough resources and at the venue to put, you know, three or four tables on for, for the ladies to, to play on. So, yeah, it shouldn't be a special event for them. It should be normal, really. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, authorities to stop recognising more than 20,000 vaccine pass exemption certificates issued without medical consultations in two weeks' time. And the chief executive warns people not to disrespect the Covid rules. The news from RTHK. RTHK, radio
0: free. Heavenly
1: and here in Hong Kong, of course, we've just about finished our Tuesday, just 45 minutes left. And if you've had a bit of a hard day, you just want to relax and take it easy, you've come to the right place. Music between now and midnight from an old time. And the first one, Together's going tonight, is Matt Monroe. Together,
0: at last Take my hand I'm a stranger In paradise All lost In a wonderland A stranger In paradise If I stand starry eye, That's a danger In paradise For mortals who Stand beside an angel like you. I saw your face, and I ascended out of the commonplace. I know There's a chance That you care Won't you Answer the fervent Prayer Of a stranger In paradise Don't send me In dark despair From all That I hunger for But open your eyes arms To this stranger in paradise And tell him that he need be A stranger no more And tell him that he need be A stranger no more